I'm Drew Berquist. This is my show. Hope you had an outstanding weekend. Took a break where you could from the news, although there was a shit ton of news this weekend. Hopefully you, you squeezed in some time where you weren't doing that. Enjoyed some of the games this weekend. Hung out with family, friends, whatever you did. Hope it was a good time. And we're glad to be back with you. Kind of an extended break, an unplanned extended break, but it was a a long weekend for us. Yeah. So, uh, but we're here. We're ready and, and going to be ripping throughout the week. Excited about all that's to come in terms of the show. Not excited about some of the stuff we're going to talk about, uh, but we're going to do it nonetheless. We got Tom with us remotely again, Disco in studio. And we guys, we have a ton to get to today. Biden out there spewing lies again. We've got tension here at home, obviously, in Texas and, and other areas as well. More troubling news overseas, which just got more troubling with the reports out there that Biden might announce military action in the Middle East as early as tonight. We'll see what what goes on with that. We'll talk about that here just a little bit in the in the show. But <clears throat> all those things added up. I think a lot of a lot of you should probably be concerned. We all should be concerned to a certain extent. We'll we'll get into that. If we have time, we'll get into uh, RF, RFK's take on on news consumption media out there. If we have time, we'll get into the recap of some of these weekend's games. But there's some more pressing things that continue to develop, even, even as we talked about and we're planning the show, as we had Coin Club over at the bar before the show. So let's just get into it. Let's not belabor this and, and, and delay any, any longer. Let's start off with the news cruise. But before we come back to Biden, we're going to start with Biden, who, you know, had lots of failing moments over the weekend. A lot of him trying to use words and create sentences where he, of course, failed. When it comes to speech and just general coherence, he's he's not all there, as we as we know and have addressed. But I'm not going to show all those clips, one, because we've seen them all a million times. They're the same damn thing. It's depressing. It's embarrassing. It's all those things. But I do want to show this, because in one of his dementia field moments of anger, he, he once again spewed this lie that we talked about ad nauseum back when it first happened. Take a listen. Donald Trump, when he was commander-in-chief, refused to visit a cemetery, U.S. cemetery, outside of Paris for fallen American soldiers. And he referred to those heroes, and I quote, as suckers and losers. He actually said that. He said that. How dare he say that? How dare he talk about my son and all of us dressed like that? All right, so, so that's not true. It, it's been, it, it, uh, on a lot of accounts at least, proven not to be true. But but let's let's go back to it just for a second since Joe's bringing it up, okay? Trump allegedly made that statement to John Kelly at the time in a private conversation about not going to a Memorial Day celebration at a World War I cemetery in France. My question is to John Kelly and the vegetable in chief, Joe Biden, what was the reason that the United States fought in World War I in the first place to avenge the assassination of, of the King of Prussia, perhaps, as a lot of people would suggest, or was it to depopulate Europe and set the table for an even larger war 20 years later? A case can be made that our own government <coughs> cons young people into military service only to enrich the enemy class. And in that case, the young people could get suckered into killing for people who hate them. An important note on Joe's lie here, though, talking about Trump, uh, the original plan when that happened, we all remember it, right? I know we talked about it a lot in the show. Everyone else did. 
You still have the Democrats in an election year now, the 2024 presidential election cycle, talking about it, just like they're talking about January 6th, just like they're talking about so many other things with him. But the original plan was for Trump to fly by helicopter to the cemetery. But on the day of his arrival, it was raining. And the Secret Service advance team advised that there was no appropriate landing zone uh, because of all the mud caused by the rain, just the weather, just, just the atmospherics, right? And there was no alternative plan to get to the cemetery, which was several hours away by car. So the Secret Service basically just scrapped the whole thing. But that's not talked about. Democrats never let facts get in the way of their narratives, right? And someone someone made up this statement, spread this statement far and wide, and people took it and ran with that. that, that that's what they did. And here we are, and it's still being talked about years later. But back to him making the comment, back to Biden making the comment, not only is he lying about Trump's words, leaving out some very, very important details, he's also lying about his son. <clears throat> he was speak Joe was speaking about a cemetery in Paris and inferred in his comments again that his son, Bo, died either in combat or just generally because of his service in the military. Neither are true. Bo Born died of World War One. <laughs> right. Uh, Bo died of brain cancer, Joe. You should remember. I know you don't remember anything, but you should remember that. But secondly, and, and this is kind of a leap that he's, but he's talking about it and the way that he makes his statement, it, it makes it seem like, like Bo was connected to that. And there were, you know, Bo's not buried there, had nothing to do with it. Bo was buried at St. Joseph's on Brandywine, a Roman Catholic church in Delaware. But, but getting back to Biden's comments on Trump, he, he lies about Trump's views on the military and everything else. But he tries to, to drag him through the mud on, on something, a, a comment that was allegedly made that, again, by most accounts, was proven false. But the guy who, 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 who he's, who's making this comment now, who's spreading this lie now for his benefit during election year, is the guy who did this. Who, who will ever forget this moment during the dignified transfer after the attack in the closing hours and days of Kabul, where we lost 13 service members to a suicide attack? And he's checking his watch there. Trump's comments were, again, proven false by most. But, Joe, you did this without a shadow of a doubt. We all watched it on TV. We've talked about it. There's a picture of it yet again. And you've got this guy who's, who's, who's slamming Trump, who's been so respected. And this is not a pro-Trump show. Most of you come here know this. If you're here for the first time, we're not some MAGA show or pro-Trump show. We just love America and generally hate most people. But, but this... But this is this is a guy who is a total douche nozzle who has done nothing but tear down minorities, done nothing but pick on our, our troops and servicemen. I mean, honestly, how can you say anything about an alleged statement made about the military by Trump when you you are too bothered by having to be a part of a dignified transfer? Ridiculous. The the thing that I like about, you know, his fiery statement that he gave is the the cadence in his voice is so weird and off, and it always is. And, you know, you could tell that the audience was reacting to what he was saying, and and then he, he, you know, he, he ramped up, you know, his passion. But when he sounds like somebody who is really high and they're digging around in the back of their freezer and they find a bag of, you know, pizza puffs and they put them in the microwave 
And no matter how long you wait, as soon as you put them in your mouth, they're going to scald the hell out of you. And so he's like, the way that he's talking, he's like, it's like he has molten cheese in his mouth from a pizza puff. And he's like, Donald Trump, he said, like he's trying not to burn his tongue. But great visual. What he's what he's trying to do is he's trying to take pieces. Uh, he's he's taking hearsay and trying to develop a narrative through hearsay. And I know that John Kelly, you know, has said that you know Trump did say this, that you know that they were suckers and losers, uh, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know how much of that was true. I wasn't in the room. I don't really trust John Kelly as much. And I really don't trust any generals who put on suits and sit on boards of defense contractors. Yeah. So whatever John Kelly has to say, I take with a lot, lots and lots of grains of salt. No, absolutely. And, and I think you should. And, and that's the key thing. Look, no one can prove definitively that that was said or not said. But we can prove a lot of other things that were done by by Trump and, and things that were done and said by Biden that that show exactly where they stand on all of these things. It's just, I I I, I love the hot pocket reference too. We've all been there, by the way. Well, it's not, the worst. Not necessarily high, to be clear, but just the whole thing. Whether it's that or a bagel bite or whatever, you're like, oh my gosh, those look so good. I'm gonna put it in, and this was a horrible, this was a horrible decision. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and we've talked about it many times that when we see Joe Biden get enraged and start yelling, it's because he's trying to cover some kind of lie that that he that he you know he knows is not true. Because why else would he be getting fired up if he didn't know exactly what was being said? I'm just going to say it. I'm going to get excited so you guys think so you know that it's true because I'm now yelling. Exactly. Well, and all all the people who think it's true are the same people who listen to Rachel Maddow and. And, you know, all the other mainstream yeah. nonsense that's the out same there. ones who hate the military. That's, yeah. to me, the, the craziest thing about this whole story is the fact that your hardline leftists absolutely despise people in uniform because typically they come from red states and yeah. they can't stand those people. And the more of them that die in these senseless wars, the happier they are. And so for the left to come out and have sort of, you know, take this indignant posture that somehow, you know, Trump was talking shit about our military is just laughable because you know that they, they out of any, any member's segments of this population despise the military more than anybody yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. mainline uh welcome by the way glad to glad to see new people it's always great to see new people coming in here we hope you enjoy the show everyone hit that like button if you have not already as you're coming in yeah it's 100 percent true we're going to go back to some of the war stuff because we've got a lot to talk about in war but let's let's stay with trump just for a second it, it kind of seems that all it's all but mostly done in georgia in terms of things going there the, the attention has now gone to the whole Fannie Willis thing, the Fannie Willis investigation starting. You've got uh, a tweet that came out 30 by a 30 to 19. Uh, well, this is a different one. Well, no, this is the same one. Sorry. By a 30 to 19 vote, the Georgia State Senate has just authorized the establishment of a committee to investigate Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis and Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade following allegations the two are involved in an illicit affair involving taxpayer payer funds. So and then it, it goes on there. Um, kind of the same thing. 
It'll have six Republicans, three Democrats, has full subpoena power and can require testimony under oath. So some positive things happening if you're if your name's Trump in Georgia, less so if your name's Fannie Willis and you're a, a district attorney whore. But but there's not necessarily all good news. And you can see there's a there's a letter that 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 they put out talking about all of that. We, we don't we don't necessarily need to go through. I'm not going to sit there and read it. But <clears throat> it wasn't all good news. Yeah, there it is. But it wasn't all good news for Trump because this 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 story right here is absolutely mind boggling to me. Right. Of all the phony bogus charges that are being put forward as as it pertains to to 45 pr former president donald trump the the one that's them they're all absurd right and and if, if they had anything to them they would have all stuck by now but the one that's frequently been mentioned by us as being the most absurd is the whole deal with eugene carroll in new york way back when and well, they've not been able to prove any of that because none of it makes sense. And, and like any of the other cases, there's just there's there's no there there. Right. There's not enough evidence. It's still Trump still got totally dicked over on this particular case because he's got to pay eighty three million dollars for defaming E. Jean Carroll. So he, he's not convicted of what she's accusing him for. But because he has said that she's lying and not accurate in, in her story and telling of said story. He's having to pay $83 million, which just shows justice and truth. None of that matters. We've known that to be the case for a while now. But but you look at this story, and, and it's so maddening because this can – look, Trump is enemy number one for them, but, but, but they hate all of us. They hate this country, and to see what they're doing to him there – just further demonstrates to what they what they can do to anyone here and 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 you you look at him he's being fined for telling his his truth his version of the story and saying this chick right here's a liar and guys i i i believe this wholeheartedly to not be true and i'm not some diehard trumper i like the guy I voted for him twice we'll vote for him again i think he's done amazing things for this country but i, I don't i'm not going to sit here and kiss the ring of anyone but the obvious question is with this story First and foremost, we've talked about this before, but can anyone actually imagine Donald Trump shopping and, and buying off-the-rack clothing at a department store? I mean, that fact alone is constant trial to be dismissed. It just doesn't make sense. Also, by the way, he was married at the time to Marla Maples, who was a smoke show, and E. Jean Carroll was then and is now not the most attractive person. I, I, the whole thing just doesn't make any sense. If, 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 if Trump was like some raging alcoholic who is always high on drugs, like, like Joe's son, maybe someone makes a horrible decision in those moments. Trump doesn't drink. Trump, I mean, Trump doesn't do those things, right? It's, it's not like you're taking a man like, all right, whatever, I'll, 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 I'll do this in this dressing room here. No, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But that's the problem, right? You can have folks who just throw something out there, throw an accusation out there, and people run with it, which is not how things are supposed to be. And as it pertains to this case, back in 2022, you had New York lawmakers who passed a law so that Carroll could go after Trump for libel, right? And then you had the freakish-looking Trump-hating judge who would not let Trump defend himself and would not let any evidence that would help exonerate Trump in court. I mean, this whole trial, this, all of them, but in particular, this one, was just a straight up scam. Yeah, so basically what what we've what the takeaway is if 
somebody accuses you of a crime and you say, I didn't do it because there's no proof of me committing this crime, you could be sued for saying you didn't commit the crime. Yeah. Yeah. You're making her look bad. She she went to all this effort to try and ruin your life and get paid, and you're calling her a liar, so now you're still going to have to pay her. It's, it is so freaking damning for our, our system, our, just our way of operating, our way of life, all of that now. Absolutely. It's astonishing how bad it is. Well, there was no social media evidence about it, and still, so therefore they can say claims whatever they want. Oh, there wasn't social media. Yeah, but what I'm yeah. saying, but they can make claims whatever they want because even now with the evidence of social media, like, look, you said this. Uh, that's I, I didn't say that. That's not what I meant. And then they can get away with it. But now since there's no evidence that could deter from this, they're like, well, yeah, we, we don't know. So this is what it is. Well, log logic would say in this case or any case like it, take Trump out of it. If, if you don't wait 30, 40 years, whatever the hell it's been, to bring it up, you'd have a little bit more legitimacy to your claim. But that's one, people just make these claims all the time, so it's still hard to cut through the truth. But certainly that's a huge, like, why, why are you waiting until now? But, but also, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if there's truth, evidence, any of that stuff, because with the results of this particular trial, with him having to pay her $83 million in damages, it doesn't matter. The tr literally, the truth... It matters not one ounce anymore. Freaking. I don't even know. I don't even know what to what to say about it anymore. The, the truth only matters if you're on a specific team. If you're not on that team, it, it, this is what we see in communist countries. If you're not on that team, the team doesn't come to your aid, and they'll do whatever they can to destroy you. In most places, they put you into a gulag. But what we're doing here with the judicial system and the Marxist party is they're trying to ruin your career, ruin your life, and also take your money away. That's all they're trying to do. It's it's the same. The only thing that they can't do is put you into a gulag. It, well, well, they can't do that with Trump right now. But that's their ultimate goal. And people who I mean, just look what they've done to the Jan Six people. You know, for parading. Not one of them is in prison for insurrection. Right. No, absolutely. <clears throat> well, let's keep the good news train going. <clears throat> Actually, this this is kind of good news here because this is we're in this election year and you've got just the worst president without a shadow of a doubt ever in history who's not even really the president in Joe Biden. You, you, you've got Van Jones over on CNN, right, who's not friendly to conservative values, common sense, any of that stuff, just not America in general. And, and Van Jones actually said this was this was last week, but I just wanted to get this in because it was something we were going to we were going to put on the show last week, but didn't get to where he actually is, is saying that Joe Biden should stay hidden. He needs to stay hidden during this election year. Take a listen. Howard Biden, I would I would stay hidden. And I'll tell you why. Um, he doesn't inspire confidence and he's not a great messenger for himself. Wow. I love it. <laughs> Doesn't inspire, I mean, exactly. That's what we've been saying. Doesn't inspire confidence at all. And yet Joe Biden still is, is out there getting angry and shouting lies like in the clip we showed you earlier. And he responded via a tweet or a message on, on X that he was aware and had been briefed about what happened in Northeastern Jordan 
with where three troops were killed, dozens others injured, said that there would be a measured response. And before the show started today, as we were doing Coin Club over on Locals, he he put out, uh, now he didn't put out, but there was other messaging and reports that he might announce military action as soon as tonight in the Middle East. So we're going to talk about this more, but before we do, I'm going to bring up, let's go to question of the day here, Disco. We'll skip this clip and go to this because here's my question of the day, and this will allow you guys to weigh in and then and then we'll get into the conversation. We're actually going to go to Texas next and then we're going to come back to this. But <clears throat> the question is this, do you actually think with these reports, Sky News reported it, some other folks in the media reported it, and then everyone and their brothers, quote unquote, reporting it on 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 X, do you think that he will actually make an announcement tonight? Do you think he'll actually whatever that announcement is? some sort of some sort of speech or or press release that says we are going to do something you don't have to define what it is yet but do you think he'll actually make some sort of a statement or announcement on u.s military action in the middle east tonight yes or no give us give us your response um and, and actually we'll we'll, we'll kind of skip around and we'll do this stuff before we go to texas just because it flows better but let's start with the question of the day tom do, do you think he makes that announcement uh, yes. And, and I say yes, only because the operation has already been named. We have Operation Poseidon Archer that's going on right now. And any kind of military sort of strike that, that we do, we have to have a name for it. The, the only thing that makes me a little bit hesitant is we don't have that villain cast yet. So if he gets on if he gets on TV tonight and he says, "Okay, here's our villain," and holds somebody up in front of the camera, then we are in for not such good times. Yeah. No, I don't think so either. And we've talked about this. the The caveat to your point, which I agree, we always have to we have the the enemy state scripted and and cast. You need that villain who you know whether it's a Saddam or an Osama or whoever fill in the blank we there's been plenty of villains over the right. years we, we we've got we've got the stormtroopers and we've got the death star we just don't have our darth vader yet yeah but but is that really necessary i mean everything's changed that's conventional wisdom that's kind of how it's always gone can the villain now just be iran writ large look at all that they're doing look at pick pick a leadership figure out anyways point being We'll keep talking about this. That's your question. Your question or your answer rather is yes. Disco, what are you saying? I'm just going to take the other side just just to play devil's advocate. I'm going to say he's not going to go on TV. He's probably just going to do a tweet and then let KJP. But that's still talk. some sort of. Uh, yeah. Okay. Some sort of action or statement. Yeah. I don't think he's going to do do us the courtesy of coming on television. That's me. Okay. The courtesy. I'm going to grace you with my presence. Um, I'm torn. I'm torn. We cat uh, saying no. Barb saying only if they dope him enough or his double triple is available. If he's awake. Yes, but it'll be ambiguous. It's just chaos. Andy, he, he may try and make an announcement and fail with words. Debbie says probably. I, I, my gut says yes, based on our conversation that we had on Coin Club. I think that it's it's a good time for them to capitalize them, meaning permanent Washington, the military industrial complex, and and to ride into this for a number of reasons. Obviously, we've lost three troops who this is a it's a shitty day. 
on that front. No two ways about it. <clears throat> but they also need it on a lot of other fronts. They want it. That much is, is clear as day. I just don't know. They're so they're so they play the game better than us for sure. The left does, but but I think that they also when it comes to him, he he's also not very definitive on a lot of things. He he kind of slow rolls things. So I I wouldn't be shocked if he did. But I'm also I'm actually going to say no for tonight. I do think something is coming without a shadow of a doubt. I'm going to say no, but I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it. I might might be totally wrong on it. So let's let's just go into this. Let's talk about this. Do we have that that image from Coin Club, the three? Let's yep. pull that up because so look, we've got forward operating bases throughout the Middle East. A lot a lot of smaller installations, not just the Middle East, but around the globe, where we have special operations folks, we have intelligence folks, we have some other traditional troops in 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 some some instances. And and then, but particularly within the Middle East, where you've got Iran, who's got all of these different groups that are that are backed by Iran, just wreaking havoc throughout. Right? We've seen attacks in Syria. We've seen attacks in Iraq on our troops. Attacks on on indigenous troops. We've seen attacks in Pakistan, in Balochistan, for for that matter. We've we've seen them doing that, and that's just in recent days and weeks. But that's also been the case. For the longest time, well, we had a base in in on the you know the Jordanian Syrian border, and you had three troops who were killed. Here are the three troops. We showed them on Coin Club, but we'll do it again here. Sergeant William Rivers, Specialist Kennedy Sanders, and Specialist Brianna Moffitt. So, uh, legitimate, sincere thoughts and prayers with their family. Thank you for your service. It sucks that this day went this way. There's there's no two two ways about it. It just does. You had dozens of others injured. You had a drone that essentially followed one of our drones in to airspace over the base, wasn't picked up, wasn't recognized, and that's why it was able to strike and wreak the kind of havoc that it did. But going back to where they were and what they were doing, they were, they were told to be there. They were told to follow orders and do what they're supposed to do. So, again, God bless them and, and their service. But these American troops were there part of the responsibility was to protect the Jordanian Syria border. Now in all of these fobs, there's always more going on, right? You've got, you've got predator predator or, or drone operations. You've got special operations teams that are housed at some of them launching from their intelligence operations going from there. So some good, legit, badass shit is happening in some of these places, but there's lots of bases like this all over Syria and Iraq in other countries that have troops assigned there. And and sadly, in a lot of cases, they're kind of sitting that we talked about this over in Coin Club. They're kind of sitting ducks. First of all, go back to the to just the, the point that they're protecting someone else's border. Our border's wide ass open. We'll go back to that in a little bit. But you've got these folks who are very vulnerable. And and I I I will sit here and argue what some other people would argue too that that's also what they signed up for. That's that's part of the job and it is. And these kind of things do happen. But it sucks, and, and what sucks more about it, what stings about it is that permanent Washington, Biden, and what this administration will tell you is that they're sorry. They're not. They're not at all. They don't, they don't care about these three individuals who lost their life because it gives them more ammunition, more fuel to say, see, told you, we've got to go to war with Iran. We've got to do something else in that region 
because it benefits them. It doesn't benefit us. Certainly doesn't benefit the three people who lost their lives, the dozens who were injury, injured. But, but as soon as that happened, tragic news. Lindsey Graham had to sit down so no one would see his ginormous war boner because he tweeted this out right here. Hit, and he's been saying this in the mainstream. He's been saying this on all the shows. Hit Iran now. Hit them hard. Then you had the South Carolina whore chimed in. Here was Nikki Haley talking about how we need to launch a retaliatory strike. Let's take a listen to her. What would that mean in practice? When you say Biden, you say Biden didn't do something, what was that something that he should have the been doing? The very first strike that hit, you punch and you punch back hard. What they should be doing is going after every ounce of production of those missiles. Wherever those missiles are, you take that out. You does, keep right. you take out the training sites. You go and you But does that risk escalating a war? Does decisions. that mean striking Iran directly? It means striking the resources that are allowing them to hurt our troops. That's what you're doing. It's not They're going back. after the, the, they're backed by Iran. Iran absolutely. says that they're not declaring the shots, but Iran's training them. They're providing intelligence. They're providing weapons. And this goes there back. would be no Hamas without Iran, Hezbollah without Iran, or Houthis without Iran. But yes, you're going. Iran is a really big escalation. And you go after wherever those missiles are, the production, wherever it is in Iraq and Syria, you take that out. Wherever it is in Lebanon that they're doing that, you take that out. You go after the leaders making the decisions. It's not after Iran, the country. It's after the people who are making these decisions. When Soleimani was was assassinated, it sent a chill up their spine. They literally, it took their breath out. You have to be strategic. It's not starting war. It's actually preventing war. Okay, look, I, I'm not, obviously I'm not a fan of, of Nikki Haley. There's, there's a couple little truths in her statement, but that's not actually what she feels inside. That's not what Washington feels inside inside because the ghouls in the enemy class they want they want nothing more than to start another 20-year war and by the way that's what you'll get if Haley's ever president hopefully that never happens I don't think it will but but there is look there's a and this is something we talked about earlier as well there needs to be some sort of retribution for this you cannot let service members be killed and just be like well that sucked moving on no 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 there has to be retribution but it can be measured and it can be strategic. And she was actually hitting on some of those points. Again, I don't think she believes one, one ounce of what she just said there because she is the very definition of, of a war hawk and, you know, neocon, warmonger, whatever term you want to put on. She's all those things and more. But, but you have to do something. The problem is not do you do something. The problem is you look at who's making the determination as to what that something is. And it's people who are more than okay with getting us into another war overseas where there's more American bloodshed. And, and again, there might be some American bloodshed on a retaliatory action. Likely in this day and age, it's going to be more of a strike, right? It's going to be some sort of kinetic action, not putting people on the ground to do it. But if you do have to put people on the ground to do it, then you run that risk. But that's different than saying we're going to start a war with Iran in the Middle East and a war <clears throat> against this group and this group and that group and all these groups, because guess what? It's all the same thing. To go and eradicate those groups, you have to have significant resources on the ground, personnel, equipment, all of it. And to do that, you are still 
ipso facto declaring war with Iran, whether you say that or not, because those are all Iranian-backed groups. That's what we're trying to avoid here, and that's the big concern. Not do we strike back. Absolutely. People should, should, should be killed over this. We should find out who did it. We should kill them. We should kill their families and their friends just to make an impact statement. And that's not actually policy that the government takes, but that's what I would do. But you don't, you don't have to get into a full-fledged war, which is what permanent Washington wants. And that is where the real concern is. And you look at this, and right before this happened, there's been, there's been conversation about, you can put this up, conversation about the, the U.S. stopping down their draws for additional military aid for Ukraine, given the implications for American military readiness. That was the Pentagon putting that out. You've got the U.S., who's unrelated to the Middle East per se, but stationing nuclear weapons in the United Kingdom for the first time in nearly two decades. The bottom line is, is you've got Washington who is getting into a war footing on all of these fronts. And it just feels, my friends, overseas and at home. We still got to talk Texas tonight, but it feels like overseas and at home, something is coming and it's going to be big. You mix in the fact that now Biden's potentially going to make some sort of announcement about action in the Middle East. All of this should have you, first of all, all of you should be getting prepared and hope and pray that nothing happens. And I hope and pray that nothing happens either. But all of this should tell you, I need to get prepared. And all of it should, all of it should tell you something else is coming. By the way, this this story here too, and then I want to get Tom's take, but 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 you've you've also got insurance company. You've probably seen these reports. But you have this chick who works in insurance out in California. God bless her for, for working behind enemy lines out there. Who, who, who shared some information about changes in policy, which on its own, still concerning and damning, but when you mix it together with all the other stuff, even more so. Take a listen to her. Y'all need to check your insurance policies. Listen to this. This is something that made me go, hmm. As you may know, I have had my insurance license in the state of California for over a decade. And when I was reviewing policies for 2024, I noticed this new exclusion. Look here, this is under exclusions and expenses not covered on a 2024 Cigna health policy. Treatment of an injury or a sickness which is due to war, declared or undeclared, riot or insurrection. This is not typical. This is an insurance policy from United last year for 2023. And the language typically reads like this. What happens with my coverage under extraordinary circumstances? And it says in cases of disaster, epidemic, war, riot, insurrection, that they will do their best to provide the services you need. But now take a look at United's 2024 health insurance policy, another exclusion, T, war. We do not cover an illness, treatment, or medical condition due to war declared or undeclared. Cigna and United aren't the only ones that have changed their language excluding war from their policies. Anthem has also done this. And it just makes you wonder, why in the world would that be the case? I mean... Something worth just paying attention to. Again, if that was on its own, insurance companies are, are full of shit and they're just a tragic mess. But when you mix that together with everything else, it, I, I don't know about you, but my alarm bells are going off. Of course they know something horrific's on the horizon or they wouldn't start protecting themselves now. They wouldn't start changing policies. And, and, and these insurance companies are in bed with a lot of people, right? There's a ton of money, ton of power, ton of influence there. 
Tom, what do you make of all this stuff that I've been yapping about? <laughs> There's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> uh, first of all, with, with the whole Iran situation, that is, it's a very sticky and messy situation. It, it, it's not like Iraq. I, and I think that if anybody is under the delusion that the Iraq war worked out you know, great for the United States it is a complete fool. It worked out if you were the Biden family, especially Jim Biden, who had a, you know, no bid contract where he, you know, w was going to build condos or some kind of, you know, uh, housing development there that, that never came about. He just pocketed the money. So that class, the enemy class is, all, is always going to make out really well on, on any kind of a war situation. I just can't believe, it's hard for me to believe, but in a way, I can believe it, that, you know, having the missteps of Iraq immediately go into a fight with Iran. But again, you know, coming from, you know, a producing perspective, I just don't see the bad guy there. I don't see the face of the bad guy. I see this, you know, continuing to escalate a little bit more and more, and if, you know, Biden isn't the president come the fall uh, in next year. This is gonna be such a mess for whoever comes in. I think ultimately it's one of these situations where, you know, if you're moving out of a house and you decide to take all the copper, you decide to uh, to loosen the uh, the foundation of the house. So when somebody comes in, they're gonna have their hands full and, and it's gonna bankrupt them trying to make sure the house doesn't fall. I think that's the ultimate play th that's going on here is a way to either make the situation so bad that it's gonna hamstring the next person coming into the White House or it's all of it is a, a design. To, to keep our eyes off a failing economy and the amount of debt that we have in the continuation of printing money that isn't based on anything. Well, I think it could be a combination of all those things, right? I mean, because certainly, you know, there's there's discussion and and commentary out there about, well, they need to start a war so there's no election. I don't see that. I, <clears throat> if there was ever a year that it was going to happen, this would be the year that they do it the first time because we just live in a different world now. But historically speaking, that's never stopped it. And I think American people would would push back against that for sure. I, I think it's it's a combination of what you said. Either either we give a huge shit sandwich to whoever comes in next if we lose this and they look bad and it's chaos, or we tend to, as a country, this was in the old days, but we tend to rally together when there's a common enemy, a common cause. We've been attacked. We've had service members killed. We've got our allies being killed over there. We've got all of this stuff happening. We need to do something. Let's get over our division for a couple minutes, even though we're in election year, and let's just be about this. And then they try and dope him up and, and put him out there and say the right things, which, of course, is not going to go well. But you could see that play, too, is maybe this is a, a push for that, Americana and this, that, which is not where we are. That's not the state of, of the country anymore. But... <clears throat> they're also completely out of touch with things. So who knows? I, I, it could be a myriad of, of, of reasons, but I, I do think that they want it. It's, it's, it's clear that the entire uniparty wants war. They tried it in, in, in Europe with, with the Ukraine, Russia thing. They're still trying again. We're putting nuclear weapons in the United kingdom for the first time in, in 15 years, but 
but they need something. And it's this, this right now is the shiny object. There's attacks happening all the times, all the time on ships. You had a British cargo ship that was hit. You can just play this in the background. This is a cargo ship that was just an image. All right, just put it up. But, but you had a, a British cargo ship. You had one of our cargo ships hit. You've had obviously attacks on U.S. naval vessels. You've had drone strikes, mortar strikes on on bases throughout the region there. So to me, it's become this is the shiny object. Let's focus on the Middle East because we've always had good success in trying to get wars started in the Middle East. Let's just go back to that playbook. I don't know. Yeah, well, the insurance thing is the one that really troubles me about, you know, we, we don't cover injuries sustained, either declared or non-declared wars. Who's what, What's your definition of war? You know, you could say a terrorist act is, is war. Right. So a, a non-declared war. So are you telling me that, you know, if I'm one of the victims of the— um, Boston bombing that my insurance isn't going to cover me for getting blown to smithereens on that day and then being patched up again. That to me is really troubling because insurance companies, just like, you know, odds makers in, in Las Vegas, they're not in the business of losing money. And so whatever inside information that they can get when they when they set their betting lines or when they come up with different uh, you know language to put in their insurance policies you know that they have people out there feeding them information and doing their own studies their own lobbyists coming back and saying hey you know what don't say anything but i just had a meeting you know at the willard and uh you know, let's uh, wars declared and undeclared. Let's slide that in there. You know, right. trust me. You know, I can't tell you. I can't be more specific, but you know, trust me. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, and you're right. I mean, when it comes to to to, which was a troubling thing about the the election in 2022, Vegas doesn't tend to get things wrong because there's money on the line. Uh, insurance company, big farm, all of these people, they're not in the business of losing money. They're in the business of printing money. So I, that's a when I saw that come out this weekend, that actually kind of jacked up my my blood pressure more than any of the other news. Not not the 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 death, the death of our troops, which was more recent, but but you saw all that stuff happening as the, as we got into the weekend and over the weekend. It's like, oh man, this isn't good because there's a lot of stakeholders who are are making clear what they know about what is coming and what is coming is, is yet to be determined. It could be a whole bunch of things. It could be one thing. It could be all the things we just don't know. We don't know. I mean, and it's, I, I don't know. I mean, Porus is talking. I'm more concerned about civil chaos, giving uh, the doddering fool an excuse to suspend elections. They want to bad. Uh, they want to, to suspend them bad. Of course they do, but you, you've, um, You've got huge issues here at home. So maybe he makes this declaration overseas. Maybe he doesn't. Something is going to come overseas. That much is is for certain. But at home, we've got this huge boiling point that's that's is is now right in our faces in Texas. The battle for America, really, at the Texas border has continued. And and to me, make no mistake about it, what is happening is a pivotal battle and it shows exactly where each side of the country is. You've got people who are saying, Nope, including the Supreme court. Nope. We're good with not following our laws and letting illegal immigrants come into our country and do whatever they want, which obviously has so many impacts. We've talked about that all the time. We're not going to go into that. And then we've got people saying, no, no, no. We're first of all, States rights. We get to do this based on the constitution. 
Also, just no, we're not going to let people who are coming here illegally come on in and let you use taxpayer funding to further destroy our country. And it, it reached a, a, well, it could have reached a tipping point Friday when you had the Biden administration saying that there's a 24-hour deadline, get out, and you had all sorts of crazy reports swirling out there. Well, it came and went. He, you know, this, this administration, Obama and his red lines, never really stick exactly. It came and went, but the issue hasn't gone away. And you had you had Abbott who said, "Yeah, piss off. We're putting up more razor wire." You had you had folks putting up more razor wire over the week uh, the weekend. You've got more states, over a dozen, in fact, that have confirmed that they'll deploy their National Guard troops to assist Texas in bolstering its defenses. There, Arkansas, Iowa, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma. South Carolina, South Dakota, Virginia, West Virginia, Idaho, Florida, Tennessee, Nebraska, Mississippi, all sorts of support. Obviously, states that support Texas without sending their, their National Guard goes well beyond that. It's, it's north of 25, 27, I think now. But you've got that. You've got governors stepping up. And one of the reasons they're doing it is because they're, they're emotionally invested in the, the well-being of this country and want to follow the laws and our Constitution but also because one thing that Biden could do is he could take over the Texas National Guard. He could federalize it, at which point Abbott's kind of screwed as it pertains to his folks there. You've got Customs and Border Patrol who've said, we're going to enforce the border and allow the razor wire to stay up. We're not going to take it down. You, you, you've got these other states who are coming in, though, now and, and helping out, which is huge. Huge. But it also is a reason for concern. We've got we've got a dozen national national guard from a dozen states going to support Texas in their their efforts and the federal government saying no you won't do this and and face the consequences. What those consequences are, we don't know. There's all sorts of reports. I'm not going to go too far into this, but there's reports that US mills sending tanks and other equipment to the region for training. Here was a, a clip of that. We can pop that up. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll that one, Disco. So you get the point. Long train, military equipment on the train. Now, there are people do this all the time in this day and age, particularly on our side. They'll put up videos. You'll see it on Twitter all the time. Did you see this? Did you see a bunch of tr military trucks on the highway going here, going there? Did you see a train full of equipment? go? Training does happen. Logistical, you know, operations do happen. That's that's part of the defense apparatus. It's just it's the reason this is being uh, brought up for discussion is obviously we have this 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 confrontation, for lack of a better term, that's happening in Texas, specifically in Eagle Pass, as it pertains to who we are as a country and how we view our national security, our defense, our our border. And you've got trains, 
train full of of equipment coming in. It's not. It doesn't look good. If if nothing else, hopefully it's hopefully it, it is just for training. Hopefully it's just routine logistical stuff. But if I was in the Pentagon and I was talking in in the upper echelons, I would say. What are the optics of this and how does this look at this particular time? Maybe it's not the best time because when you threaten consequences for Texas, if they continue to enforce border policies there and and all sorts of reports are swirling and then you see this happening, it's just not a good look, right? And maybe that's part of it. Maybe it's, hey, we're not going to actually do anything, but we're going to flex a little bit and show this. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that anyone knows, but I do know that – whether this is it, and I don't think it is, but whether this is it or not, this is what eventually an event that would be capable of kicking off something here in the United States looks like. Again, I, I, I'm not suggesting that's going to be it and it's Eagle Pass is the Alamo and this is where things are going. I, I just, I, this, is, this is what it will look like in the end. It will be a standoff that that escalates and goes to the next level or, or am i looking at this wrong tom yeah i i mean it, the, the potential is definitely there of an escalation but also too if biden decides that he wants to start sending troops over to the mid-east to, to fortify some of our bases there what's to say that he has to call up national guard units of states who have pledged to send their guard units to Texas. Right. That way you diffuse the whole situation. You take those assets and then you move them across the ocean and that depletes these states from their own, you know, national guard units of being, of, of going, okay, you know, we've got, you know, a bunch of these units overseas that leaves us with this in case something happens here and they're in Texas, then what do we do? And so it seems to me that's always an option. You know, let's go ahead and escalate the Mideast so we can get a lot of these National Guard units out, uh, out of here, out of the country, who are going to be, you know, sent to Texas. And that way you can keep the border open. Yeah. A sinister move, but one that absolutely you could see happening because it does. That repositions all of them. It, it cuts cuts them off at the knees. Um I don't know. Again, I don't think that it's going to escalate. It just, I know that they eventually want that because they want chaos and chaos furthers the division that we've got. It, it, it allows them to paint conservatives and patriots in, in the light that they want to paint them in. But I, I, I think that there's more of a precedence for them to, to do things overseas. And if you can dovetail this in and help out, we can fix and kind of diffuse this and start letting people back into the country so we can slowly but surely destroy it here while also having this war enrich us over there. Uh, who knows? But it's, I don't know. But, well, they already, I mean, again, to producing propaganda within the United States, you already have your villain. You've got Trump. And right. then you've already got the stormtroopers, which is, you know, this MAGA movement and the Proud Boys or whatever, you know, the Patriot Front. <laughs> You know, you have these guys as your fictitious bad guys. Yeah. And so in in the whole storytelling world, you're set within the United States to have something, you know, tick off, whether it's in Texas or somewhere else, because then you have your villain and you've got that story arc already set. Whereas overseas, it's a little bit more complex because we don't have that that villain yet. Right. But which, okay, so let me ask you this. I hope neither of them do. I hope none of the freaking things that are on the horizon right now actually come to pass. 
I, I think the ones overseas, at least some of them are going to, sadly. But, but which, I mean, which one do you think happens first, Middle East or, or escalation in Texas? I think the Middle East. I think the, the Biden administration has done polling and realizes that, you know, people are very concerned. Even people in the Democrat Party are concerned about illegal aliens crossing the border, especially when they see for themselves that it's actually dudes you know, military-age dudes coming over, and it's not these families. I mean, it's not women and children that we've been told this entire time, right. which, you know, that that all stopped when we had this influx of dudes because of all the rape and the trafficking that happened. Even if it, it was a family, the, 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 the wife and the kids, if there was a family unit, it just isn't coming anymore because it's too dangerous. Yeah. No, it is. Tex, Tex says, Drew, Drew, there are dudes here in Texas who are chomping at the bit to play, bit to play Cowboys and Feds. Can't be good. No, I mean, this. that's where this is. I think that the Biden administration, as dumb as they are, doesn't want to start a civil war in America over that. Do I think they want that at some point? Yes, but in a different way. I think they're going to go about it a different way. What they do want, though, is they do want people to pop off and make a bad decision down there and to have a J6 type event on steroids, not saying J6 was what the left is calling it, but they, they set these things up where it's, hey, let's, let's get tension super hot. And then these fuckers over here are going to make a bad decision and we'll be able to say, see, they're, they're, they're crazy. Or have or have people infiltrate, you know, people, right. you know, either federal agents themselves or, you know, assets they have infiltrate all these groups. Yeah. And so if you've got, you know, like this convoy that's going into Texas, you can bet your life there's going to be, you know, a hundred, a thousand ray ups in that group. Oh, for sure. Because it worked before. And now if you can if you can paint the right conservative America as someone who's now drawn up on you know is is drawn down on or fired at federal federal officers military whatever it, it, that would be a dream come true for them because they can see again they can say hey look we told you we and now we have to squash this now we have to go to this next level to squash this because we have this massive problem even though we do not but, but that's the tricky thing. And for all the people who are going there, I know it's this is one of those tough things. And it was the same thing with all the, the, the protests and the rallies and stuff back in the day when it, was, when it was election time in 2020 and beyond. I understand why you want to go. I understand what you want to do. I understand what all of us are thinking and feeling. But you have to understand how the other side plays the game. And to think that you're going to come out unscathed and not get dicked over, they're still going after people who were just in D.C., on January 6th, not even in the Capitol, not even all the, the, it doesn't matter. The, the truth doesn't matter. Justice is non-existent. So it, there has to be that understanding when it comes to standoffs like this, where <clears throat> I, I think that you run a huge risk for yourself, for yourself and your family, your finances, your well-being and all of that getting involved in these things because it doesn't matter. You don't, you're, you're not going to probably make, hopefully you're not going to make some bad decision and do something regrettable or illegal, but you don't have to be the one to do it. You're it's, it's, they lump all of us into the same category. And, and it just, that that's, what's so tricky. 
and, and it puts you into the situation. Look, and I, and I and it, there's there's no easy way to approach all of this because they want you to self censor and what you say and what you do. Social media shows like this, they they want you to just give up. We're in that we talked about it was the last week we talked about we're in this demoralization stage of this Marxist revolution that's happening in our country. They want you to do that. They want you to not show up and do anything and push back against them. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be pushback. I'm just saying be smart in where you push back, how you push back, and when you push back, because some of these scenes are just, it's just straight up entrapment. Oh, we got them right where we want them. Here they come. Big ass convoys. These guys are all armed. Someone's going to do something stupid. And that someone might have to be one of our people because if they don't, since we never, as a as a political movement, as just straight up Americans who just love this country and want to go about our daily lives, we're not the ones who do stupid shit. But but it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't matter if it's us. January sixth no. being the prime example. Right, and and it's got to be the same way it was with Gandhi and Dr. King in the you know the marches there. Let the police turn the hoses on you. Let the dogs sick you. Right. You, you know, it, it, let let the salt march, you know, begin that the, the Gandhi uh, led in India. And, and just be peaceful the entire time and let those images of the federal government coming in. And it, it's counterintuitive because, you know, it's your own self-preservation. But, you know, all, most, most change in any society comes through peace yeah no period well and and that's i i was i was i was waiting with bated breath to see what he did what the government did if they were going to do anything they didn't on friday because that was kind of my view this is a bad play if you do anything joe obama democrats writ large uniparty whoever you want to blame for it all of them this is a bad play if you get forceful down there and start making bad decisions, because if, if, if it's just Governor Abbott and his law enforcement officers and his National Guard saying, we're going to follow the Constitution and we're going to protect our state and, and Big Daddy Uncle Sam government comes rolling in and does something aggressive, I, I don't know how they would have come out of that looking, looking good. I don't know how that anyone thinks they look good now. But there's really no way to survive that unless you have an event that you can you can wrap your narrative around and and you know have that that specific moment or that specific event that you can point to. But I, if 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 that doesn't happen, all they can do is look worse. Right. Uh, there, there's a really iconic photograph, and I can't remember exactly where it was from. I think it was from Montgomery, Alabama. And there was a black teenager who was confronted with the uh, by a police officer in a German shepherd. And I, I read the behind the scenes of that photograph. And, and it looks like the German shepherd's about to attack the kid. But they did interviews with both the kid and the officer. And the officer was saying, if you look at the photo, he, he the dog was barking, but he had the lead of the dog pulled back and wrapped around his hand so it wasn't going to get the kid. And the kid had grown up with dogs and had his knee up because a lot of times, you know, with, with dogs, especially if they're coming at you, if you put your knee up, it's a way to kind of, you know, you, um, Fed, fed your, give yourself some sort of defense against them. So it, it was interesting just reading that of how that became one of the most iconic 
symbols of the civil rights movement, where it was two people who the police officer was doing what he was told, but realized that what he was doing was wrong and didn't want to do it, but had to make it look like he was trying to do something. And the kid knew what he was doing and how he could protect himself. And the two of them just, you know, came together and that photo was taken. And that's, like I said, is one of the most iconic symbols of the civil rights movement. Mm. <sighs> <clears throat> Let's do sports. <laughs> can we, can we uh, just, just to wrap this up? There's a there's a lot of <clears throat> a lot of stuff on on the horizon. We'll see if if he says anything. He meaning uh, Joe Biden and the administration tonight about the Middle East. There's still stuff happening in Texas. There's still stuff happening with Ukraine and Russia. There's still stuff happening potentially with with China and Taiwan at some point. Kim Jong Un's still a crazy ass son of a bitch. His sister's still smoking <laughs> hot. But but I, I think he mispronounced his name. Did I? Yeah, how, how's it pronounced? Kim Jong Un. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, <clears throat> sorry. See now, I, now, now I want. I know he's not Chinese, but now I want like Chinese food or yeah. some sort of Asian fare. Sounds good. Yeah, <clears throat> delightful. Point being, it's crazy out there. It's 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 time to be prepared. Make sure that you and your family are prepared. Make sure you're doing all the right things to have yourself in order. And then hope that you never have to, to use any of it. Water, food, ammunition, all of those things. Just be smart. Batteries, you name it. You, you know what you need, I hope. And if you don't, send us an email and we can give you some, some points and, and tips. But, but, but be prepared because it is a crazy-ass world out there. We've got a dementia-ridden man who's being used as a puppet by even crazier people. So just, just please, please be, be looking out for yourself and, and your loved ones. And again, let's let's continue to pray for our country. Let's pray for our leadership, even though we don't really have leadership right now, that cooler heads prevailed and, and smart decisions are made. I fear that's not coming, though. So, again, be prepared. Let's wrap up our night. We're, we're coming up um, on the end here, but let's wrap up our night just on a quick sports recap from the weekend, and then we'll get out of here. All right, so there was some football over the weekend. I know not all of you guys watched it. Two conference championship games, some great college basketball games, by the way. Man, my son and I were watching uh, the, the Baylor-TCU game, went to triple overtime. That was a, a great game. Uh, some, some other games that were, were, were outstanding as well. I'm trying to think of the other one that came right down to the wire. Anyways, there were some good ones. But obviously, the, the headline makers were the AFC and NFC conference championship games, respectively. In the AFC uh, game, you had the Ravens who made some key mistakes. Man, Lamar made some crazy plays, some crazy plays, but but also some some big mistakes by the Ravens. Uh, Mahomes and crew, as much as they didn't want them to, played outstanding. Can't take that from them. Wish we were getting a different look in the Super Bowl, but they they played their asses off. Yes, the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift thing drives me nuts. I've been clear about that. <laughs> but but I don't just just so we are clear, I don't hate the Chiefs. I think Patrick Mahomes is the next GOAT. I love Andy Reid. There's a lot of things to like about them. I respect the hell out of the way that they've run their their team, their franchise. And I was saying this over in Coin Club. I personally don't even hate Taylor Swift. I don't like Taylor Swift, but I I just want football to be about football. Travis, on the other hand, drives me absolute crazy. He's like a stage five douchebag. And he's always seemed that way. He's seemed that way even before this whole Taylor Swift thing. He just has always come off 
as this cocky dude who is a hell of a tight end. Him and freaking Mahomes broke, you know, Montana and Jerry Rice records this weekend. But, but I just I can't help but feel like Lamar and them just left. I mean, that, that game should have. It was not even as close as the score actually looked, in my view. The 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 Chiefs just played better. Yes, some calls went their way, absolutely. But the the Ravens also made some 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 key mistakes which was disappointing because I would have loved to see them go in. I like John Harbaugh, love that family, obviously, for a lot of reasons, but also because of of John's beliefs, the way that he's run things there. Um, it would have just been nice to have someone different. Tom, what was your AFC championship take? <laughs> AFC champ. Like what? You gave, you're giving me the Dikembe Mutombo finger. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go ahead. Be Tom. <laughs> I, I, I was not shocked. I, the only thing that I was shocked is I thought that uh, Baltimore would have given them a little bit more of a game. But, you know, it, it's the storyline, man. It, it, it's the modern day fairy tale, the pop star, the big brute football player, the love story. It, it, you you got to have it. Yeah. And, no, I... You know, I'm in agreement. I Mahomes is a great quarterback. Is he the greatest of all time? I still think Brady's ahead of him. Oh, for I sure. Think, yeah, for sure. I, I think he Mahomes right now to me, if the, the my top three quarterbacks right now would be Brady, Joe Montana, and Patrick Mahomes. And right now, Patrick Mahomes is, is gaining on Joe Montana. Oh, he's de- if if he can keep up what he does for a while and stay healthy. And he continues to have a good organization who's putting good pieces around him. I, what he does on the field is next level. I mean, Tom is the goat, no doubt. <clears throat> He's a stud. He's got so many more rings. I mean, if you catch him with rings, that's going to be a miracle. But but Pat is a straight-up athlete. Like, the dude is – he's just a, a freak. The things he does is amazing. I respect the hell out of the way he plays. Um Really, really, really good. But he does. I mean, he's he's younger. He's got a long way to go to to take over the two that you put ahead of him uh no doubt but if anyone's gonna do it who's playing today it's that son of a bitch right there because he he can do some things that no one else can did you see what him and travis were doing uh pre-game to the kicker for the ravens that was travis yeah yeah, yeah sorry he, yeah yeah travis, travis sorry. Took, well, yeah, yeah mahomes was warming up there travis took oh no there was the, i saw a clip where even mahomes was doing it too he kept taking the stand he'd set up the ball he'd go to walk away to you know, practice, you know, his fundamentals. Oh, really? I saw Travis and he was taking the whole, you know, yeah, it was, it was a few different things. It was like the helmet. It was the ball stand and, and like, Hey, I get it. You play, play mental games with the players that you can, but at the same time, it's like, let them more, you're warming up, let him, warm up. but it's, I get it. It's a whole mental game, but I, I, I agree. The Ravens just didn't show up. It was unfortunate. It, it was not a fun game to watch. Well, if I tell you what, if dude doesn't fumble on the one yard line as he's diving in, that game takes a turn. But but that flowers is it? Yeah. Um, but that that was that was tough. That was tough. Let's go to the other one. Brock, <laughs> Brock Purdy and the crew finished off Detroit's dreams. Gosh. Hell of a year for the Lions. I still hate the Detroit Lions, but uh, but they're look. Here's the deal. Detroit Lions fans, I get it. You guys have not won in a while. I do feel bad for you as fans. I can I can empathize as someone who's who's never won a Super Bowl as a Vikings fan of of wanting it not not you know you get there and you're close and you're dominating the first half and then the Niners just man that comeback was freaking epic you know just really I mean there's, there's a lot of people who I, I bet turned the game off at halftime thinking this is probably over 
boy, was it not. They flipped the momentum, 17-point swing like that, and then all of a sudden the Lions were just done. But it was a hell of a game. And look, the Lions, and, and I'm concerned about this, Lions are going to be good for a long time. Dan Campbell is a hell of a football coach. They've made some great moves. They've made some great picks. They've done some outstanding things. And and I think that them um, looking good in the future is is probably a pretty safe bet. Again, it's it's classic storytelling. <laughs> you know, you you have your presumed outcome at the first half, and then the second half. Oh no, we got to come back. So we have the story arc of the massive comeback, and you know, and ultimately, you know, winning the show, and you know. Uh, I, Dan Campbell made. I, I don't understand. You know him. You know not kicking the field goals and Should going that field goal. fourth down. Yeah, yeah. It, They've uh, done that all year, but still, in this game, when you can have it tied up there and live to fight another day, because that that did. If and he's going to get questions about that all off season. Um, well, didn't sure. they miss the, one of the the field goal or an extra point? It was a field goal that they missed at the beginning, right? I don't remember if they missed a field goal or not, but they had an opportunity to tie the game up. Uh, yeah, at the end, three, and, yeah. and and um and and chose not to do it. No, I because I had stopped watching after they missed like one of the first kicks. You know, it was just like, oh, you got to be kidding me! And I, we were going to do some family stuff. When I told you, I came back. I'm like, wait, what happened? I had to go back and like watch, like rewind so I could see what did I miss yeah. because I'm like, wait, what? This was this was done. I, th I thought the game was over. Like, I was like, oh, man. But, uh, like, way to have them. Like you said, Tom, in that story arc, they came back, the, the comeback city, the underdog. You know, it's. Yeah. Well, and I love Purdy, man. Purdy's an awesome Christian dude. He, he's he's an absolute stud. People have been hard on him. I don't know why, calling him a game manager and all these other things. The dude just wins. And and he he rushed for, I think it was three yards less than Lamar Jackson yesterday. And he's he's not a scrambling quarterback. That's not his game. And he 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 did some outstanding, outstanding things for sure. Um, but they were good games. That game was definitely better than the first one, no doubt. Uh, and, and I do uh, chaos. I agree. I feel bad for the Lions fans. I I I, I struggle to want to cheer for them. I'll I'll definitely be cheering for the Niners this week. Sorry, Andy. Uh, I just will. But, but I hope it's just a good game. And at the end of the day, that would be my message. There's so many people out there who are pissed about it because of the Taylor stuff, all of that thing. This is going to be a good game. This is a good matchup for the Super Bowl. Hopefully people can get over some of the other nonsense, even though I'll talk about it and we talk about it here. I still just want it to be a great game and enjoy it. And, and hopefully it is. Hopefully we can get past some of the other woke crap. But for the people who are like, this is woke or this is rigged or this is that, Okay, but you're still you get pissed about the commercials every year. You get pissed about the halftime show, halftime show, or the Black National Anthem, and all that stuff. And I agree with all of it, but we still just want to watch the game, the actual game itself. And I think it should be, it should be a good game. So hopefully, hopefully it is. I embrace all of it. You embrace? What do you mean? <laughs> I embrace all of it. I I I am to the point now where I don't care anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if Kamala Harris and Gavin Newsom are going to be at the game and be in the box with Taylor Swift, I say yes. Bring it on. <laughs> More cutaways. You know what? After every play, cut to them and see what they're doing because I'm just dying to know Taylor and Gavin's reaction to what's happening. My my whole thing with the people who are upset with like the commercials and halftime show, like if you like football, watch the football. 
Don't watch the halftime show. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to. Well, the commercials haven't been good forever. It's like no, SNL. exactly. Like the, SNL used to be funny. Now it's not. And people dog on it. And they sh- and and for good reason. I'm not picking on people who pick on it. But it's like, it's not good anymore. Don't watch it. Except for the Nate Bargatze episode. That was actually pretty funny. But it's not good anymore. Same thing. The commercials aren't funny anymore. They're they're usually a bunch of woke nonsense. And, and maybe you get one or two good ones. Yeah. I, I love the commercials now, you know, especially when everyone's virtue signaling in, in all of business where, you, you know, you've got the black husband, the white wife, the the Japanese child, you know, and they're all a family or you have, you know, two dads, you know, changing the diaper of one of their kids or it, it, I, I have embraced all of it because I just want to see how much further we can go into the this total nonsense you know <laughs> uh, the, we're going ad agency you know especially like these you know the these commercials of like you know a, you have a black family that, that's out camping <laughs> you know it's like i'm sure that there are a lot of black people that camp but it's really not ever talked about <laughs> and something that nobody has ever thought of before in a million years it's just it, it it's just odd the, the the scenarios that they come up with they're like oh we're going to have a party that you know it's going to be two gay dudes and then, you know, a, a kind of a beta male white guy and his Asian girlfriend are going to show up. Um, we're also going to have to have a dude in a wheelchair and then a <laughs> blind person. And it's like, I've never been to a party like that before in my life. And I've been to some really, you know, hellacious parties, but that has never happened to me. Has that happened to you? No. No, it's the, the it's, scenarios are just so wildly fictitious. It's just it, that's why I love them so much. <laughs> it's it's all categorically absurd. Nah, there's no two two ways about that. Um, all right, folks. I'm sure there's going to be plenty to talk about tomorrow. We'll see if uh, if if Sir Biden decides to grace us with his appearance tonight, or to put out some sort of message on X, or if he's just full of shit and does nothing. We'll see. Either way, there'll be plenty to talk about tomorrow. We'll look forward to doing it. Please do hit that like button on the way out if you have not already. We're so grateful for you guys being here, spending time, whether you're engaged in the chat or just watching, listening, whatever you're doing. Hit that like button. Make sure that you are subscribed or following here on Rumble or wherever you are. Uh, We'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. We hope you have a great night. Be safe. Be smart. Be free.